It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to BXB, the Bronx baseball podcast. C-Mac and K-Mac and... Uh, yeah, the baseball is coming back to the Bronx this weekend. But before that, we got to talk about this road trip that was. Chris was on a little bit of a road trip himself, came back yeah. into this mess. Uh, I'm uh, coming out of having a cold the last few days. I moved in the last two weeks. Uh, a lot going on personally yeah. and professionally. But here we are to talk about your New York Yankees. What's up, Chris? What's going on, Keith? Yeah, no, I had a road trip. It started with the uh, – I was in the car listening to John and Susan for the uh, Severino game against the Astros, which was fun. Uh, and then I got to try and keep an eye on while I'm, you know, my wife's yelling at me because I'm watching my phone at Epcot, watching the Yankees get, you know, trounced by the White Sox. Uh, it was just, it was a great, it was a great experience. Honestly, I needed the week away, and I come right back into really the bottoming out and uh, just the. I mean, the first game, my first game back on the couch, being back to being my normal Yankee fan self was the the finale in Miami, which was a lot of fun. And in many ways, the, uh, you know, the the bottoming out and the epitome uh, of what this team has become unable to do any, even when they have things right, even when they have their best players are, I mean, because you could argue Clay Holmes is one of their three or four best players this year. So even when they put themselves in a position to succeed, they find ways to fail, whether it's their best players, whoever it is, they're going to find a way to blow a game. And then they go into Atlanta and just give themselves absolutely no chance to even compete with uh, the best team in baseball. So it's been a, it's been a really nice two weeks since I spoke to you. <laughs> yeah, it's been really uh, good. <laughs> I think, you know, the last time we had the podcast was um, after the last homestand where yeah. I think we felt all right about, coming out of the deadline and uh, not being swept by the Rays and then splitting the series with the Astros. I'm not sure yeah. if it was before that. Astros yeah. Series. I think the last, I think we had the live reaction to the Rizzo news was the last podcast we did. Uh, so it was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was before they that seems so long ago now. I know. I know so much has happened. So many good, positive things. So, uh, yeah, I mean, right now it's just I, I I talked about it on the on the show last night. <clears throat> I know you've been under the weather, but last night for me, this is now officially, you know, they're under a game under five hundred this late in the season. You know, hasn't been since nineteen ninety five. I mean, this is a low point, I think, for Yankee fans in the last thirty years. I mean, that's really how I feel my entire life. I'm I'm going to be forty years old in December. Uh, if you take in the amount of money they spent, the payroll they have, the expectations they had, the idea of so many pieces on the roster that you can't move on from being part of the main problem. 
and looking to what can they possibly do in the future. I mean, this is as low a point I think they've had since 1992. I started watching the Yankees on a regular basis. The first year I remember in my mind is 1993. Uh, so I've been 30 years watching the Yankees. I don't know if I've ever felt worse about them than I do at the moment right now. Yeah, that's why I say a lot on air and <clears throat> online. Like I say, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Like how many more mm-hmm. numbers do you need to yeah. see to tell you that what you're seeing is all-time bad? This is an all-time low. So, you know, most of uh, the Yankee fans, even like our age or younger, this is the worst season they've seen. I don't remember the 95 season. And one thing I always say about the 99 season is earlier and and earlier is that like I didn't see Donnie baseball play. Um, You know, I would have loved to see him step in the batter's box. I hear about it, but I've had to watch that on YouTube and, uh, you know, documentaries and Yankeeography. But, yeah, the Yankees fall below 500 and the latest – or the last time that they did that was September 5th, 1995. No. But that team was able to figure it out. That team was able to get to the wild card. I don't think no. this team is figuring it out. No. And um, it sucks to say it, um, but like this is this is this is it. Like you couldn't go on the road and go two and seven. Uh, <clears throat> for all the folks that were holding out hope at like three no. and a half games back, yeah, no. the schedule's not gonna get much easier. Mm-hmm. Um Nobody feels sorry for the New York Yankees besides themselves. So, like, at this point, I think we're all just looking for who to blame. And um, I think it starts at the top. And not oh. not Brian Cashman. Yeah. I mean, obviously Cashman. Everybody, fire Cashman. Those T-shirts are going to sell. And those T-shirts are probably going to be good and fashionable until, I don't know, next June, right? Yeah. Um, but how how definitely has to take blame in a lot of this. Mm. Um, I think that they're disconnected. I think there's an identity crisis, and I think that Hal having, uh, you know, a seven billion dollar franchise, but even mentioning being under the luxury tax, like there's there's a disconnect there. Um, mm. Hal Steinbrenner going after a advertiser to put a twenty five million dollar patch on the jerseys, but then still talking about a luxury tax threshold of saving one point five million. You know, I think a lot of times Brian Cashman talks about what he can do and what he can't do with the budget. Yeah. And since there is a budget, um, I think it's it's made Brian Cashman feel like he's got to get creative or try to finesse or mm-hmm. make some some cheap bargain bin clearance rack type moves. And it, and it hasn't worked out well. Um, and not just this year. It's been years that have led up to this year. And now you're finally starting to see that the Yankees, they're disconnected. They don't know who they are anymore. And it starts at the top with Hal and then Cashman. Those two, I, I think those two are both <clears> at, <throat> at fault. Oh, I don't think there's any question. Everyone inside the organization is at fault. But, I mean, what <clears throat> what I'll say about Hal, though, while, while I agree with you and, and there are times where he could have done more, and I agree the idea of once you get to this point, like I do think it's, it's somewhat reasonable. I mean, they're putting in these luxury tax r- rungs and, and penalties for a reason. I mean, even Steve Cohen is going to – adhere to them at some point there's everyone has a budget and i don't think necessarily looking at the budget that that hal steinbrenner has an unreasonably low budget could it be more yeah when you get to this point in the season to worry about the million dollars then that's where i agree with you to try and save a season or try and save the franchise from where we are that that should not be a thought but overall in his thinking I don't. There is no owner in baseball. There is no owner in sports that won't have a budget, no matter how much money the Yankees make. There's going to be a budget, and I I, I think the money he's put in 
is relatively good enough to be better than they are. So I'm disappointed that it's it's still he's still talking about budgets and and, and luxury tax in the middle of a crisis. But overall, like I, I had a caller last night who, who thinks they should that he wishes they would sell the team. I don't necessarily see it that way. I, I, I'm fine. I think the Steinbrenner. They're Steinbrenner's not. Are well. I don't, that one, they're not going to, and I don't think they have to. I, I think they need to. I think Brian Cashman's much more to blame in this than Hal Steinbrenner is. Hal Steinbrenner still like you know in 2019 they have the season they go out and steal the ace away from the team that beat them and bring Cole here for 326 million dollars. I mean you know I mean I, it's I. He, he went out and got the Giancarlo Stan contract. Like he very rarely says just absolutely no. But see, see Chris, uh, that's what that's what I'm saying, where I think there's a disconnect. I think there's sometimes certain players, Giancarlo yeah. Stanton, Garrett yeah. Cole, yeah. Aaron Judge, Hal Steinbrenner's like, yeah, yeah, whatever it takes. Yeah. But then once you do that, then it's like, okay, now we have to finesse and finagle the rest yes. of the spots yeah. where last year you, you clearly needed a left fielder. Yeah, no doubt. And there were some left fielders available. Mm-hmm. But Cashman decided that Oswaldo Cabrera and Aaron Hicks were good enough that right. they were under control. They were under the payroll. They were good enough. And and that, taking that shortcut comes back to bite you, even at third base, right? An allocation of funds. There's no way in hell that you needed to put a washed-up Josh Donaldson on this team that cost you over yeah. $20 million oh. a season. Yeah, no, it was a terrible There's a trade. disconnect between yeah. what Hal is saying they can spend and what Brian Cashman does. And I don't understand how that happens. I don't understand how they're not in lockstep on every move, every way. I feel like there's a disconnect. I feel like Hal says, hey, here's your allowance. Right. And then Cashman goes and spends like 80 or 90% on, on you know one or two players and then only has 10% to, to use on the rest of the team. And then when the team fell, fails, Hal's like, oh, well, it's only June. It'll work out. <clears throat> like I, like yeah. nobody was expecting them to be this bad this year. No. I think everyone thought they were going to be a playoff team. They were projected to, to win have, the division. I, they were projected to win the division. It was the rotation, really, that's not falling apart. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I'm very frustrated. And obviously, yeah, I mean, I think Brian Cashman's done a horrendous job the last two years. I don't think there's any way around it. Uh, from the Donaldson trade to the 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 trade deadline of last year, trading for injured pitchers. Frankie uh, I mean, Montas. He's right? done. Well, let's he, talk about that for a second, Chris. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. All of these things lead us to here. Yeah. Last year, you traded away pitching depth. You had guys that were top prospects that were ready to become starters. You mm-hmm. traded them away for a Frankie Montas mm-hmm. and a Lou Trevino. They haven't helped the team at all this year. But they haven't mm-hmm. pitched. Even with a rental in Andrew Benintendi to fix left field, that was your second attempt. You went and got Joey Gallo, who, you know, another thing I want to say, because I always hear like Evan say this on the radio about like, Oh, fans applauded that. It, it does not matter what moves the fans applaud. Fans applauded Carlos Rodon signing. It is on them to do their due diligence. It's like they, they don't look right. at these guys' medical records. It's like they don't do any deep dives into these guys' psychology and like mm. wh- whether they'll be, be able to perform under pressure here. And then when it yeah. goes bad, it's just like, up. Oh, well, we'll pivot to the next guy. Or even in last year's deadline, when we all thought, uh-oh, we're going to get Luis Castillo and pair him with Garrett Cole, and he'll be here this year and next year. Well, the Mariners jumped in front of you because they were willing to give up prospects that you weren't. Mm. That didn't mean you had to pivot to a Frankie Montas, and you did. And you gave away three starting pitching prospects that you could have used this year when yeah. your pitchers went to shit. When you lost Nestor Cortez, when you, you lost Luis Severino, and then he came back completely lost, yeah. and then – 
Rodon half the year wasn't available. You needed a J.P. Sears. You needed a Ken Waldachuk. You needed a Luis Medina. Luckily, you have a Randy Vasquez and a Johnny Brito, but even the way you've deployed them hasn't been right. And when you said earlier, everybody's at fault, yeah, everybody's at fault too. Boone is probably going to get fired this season because they need a sacrificial lamb, but maybe not. I was actually having a thought to them. They're all in lockstep. Like, yeah. like, not in lockstep on their decision-making because there's a disconnect. We don't know who's in charge, how all of this nonsense has come out of there. But I feel like they're in this together, and they're willing to take on the world and, and say, we, we got hit with injuries. We'll be better next year. We're running it back with Boone. We're running it back with Cashman. And Hal Steinbrenner yeah. doesn't want to fire anybody. No, I, like, listen, Cashman's not going anywhere. I, I, I firmly believe I'm at the point now where I think it makes more sense to let him go than not. I, I've made, I've come full circle on it. I've admitted my mistake. He's been that bad, but he's not going anywhere. And I've been saying this for the last couple of days. I don't see a point in firing Boone if you're going to keep Cashman. Are right. you really going to allow Cashman to hire another manager? Who do you think he's going to hire? You think he's going to go hire Mark DeRosa? Know? Somebody on yeah, the fan said Mark yeah, DeRosa. Right. Everyone, and it, which makes me laugh. And nothing against Mark DeRosa. He might be. <laughs> This is another TV guy. How uh, well has Sean Casey done so far? He's, he's he's exactly what Aaron Boone was. He's a he's a former MLB player who's now working for TV. Like that's exactly what Boone was. You think he's going to come in there and tell the Yankees what's what? Like no. and, and tell Brian Cashman, no, we don't do it this way. Not in my house. Like if you're going to hire me, I run the show. Like that's not what's going to happen. So for me, and I don't think Boone is 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 to blame in this. Really, I mean, the, you watch the team, you think it's Boone. Like they just they just played the Braves, right? And everyone talked about look at the difference between the Braves and the Yankees. I mean, do you think it's because the manager is that much better? Like is that what happened? Did the Yankees get outclassed at manager in these three games, or did you watch a roster up and down that is far superior? Do you think if Snitker was the the Yankee right, manager would be better do you think if he doesn't Bochy, have to manage much there's yeah. not much to do if if bruce bochi in my opinion is the best manager in baseball has three world series championships and has kind of you know set the uh, the the uh, rangers on a, a great start here do you think the yankees would be you know in the first wild card or like we'd be get, licking our chops getting ready to to get a playoff series going right now if he were the manager it, it wouldn't make a difference like boone is not the problem he's not there is no solution so he's certainly not that but and if they fire Brian Cashman, then you have to fire uh, Aaron Boone. I'm fine for cleaning house. That's probably what should happen, but it's not, not going to. So if they're not man. firing Boone, but he, here's the one thing I will say, and, and uh, you know, I, people are going to get mad at me. I'm on the record. The thing that probably should happen is clean house. They're not going to to fire Brian Cashman. I think a lot of the problem with the Yankees is they looked at last year, and whether you saw it coming, whether I saw it coming, whether the fan base saw it coming or not. They deemed last year as somewhat successful. They won 99 games, won the toughest division in baseball that had three playoff teams in it, and were one of the final four and lost to the World Series champs. Yep. They, don't, they don't see that no matter how the second half played out. They, would, they were able to tell themselves, hey, we lost Benintendi and we lost LeMahieu. That's part of the reason why the second half looked the way it did. It's part of the reason why we weren't competitive in that series. Michael King as well. You know, Michael King as well. I mean, he was in. He was one of the the most uh, you know dominant relievers in the sport for a while, and that's why we. You could play that game and go back to the last two hundred and tell me we're a hundred and a hundred and one or whatever. Like a lot of that was injuries last year. The first half we were the best team in baseball, and we made it to the final four. Matt and Carpenter we felt as well. Matt Carpenter. Yeah, exactly. Matt Carpenter breaks his foot. So there's a lot of reasons that the Yankees could tell themselves whether they're right or wrong. At least in my mind, I can say, all right, I disagree with you, but you have an argument. 
You have at least some kind of ability to say. I see where you went wrong. I see. I can see how you felt that way, even though I think you were being too gracious to yourself. At least you can make the case that, yeah, they were somewhat. Then all these things happened. It's almost like there is a thing. He was a good player. Then there was a line of demarcation and something happened. And then from that point on, they were bad. You can point to all those injuries and say to yourself, look at what we were. Then look what happened. Look what we became. And yet still 99 wins, win a division, get to the ALCS. And I'm not, I'm just telling you their thought process. So I think when coming off that season, they told themselves, Hey, we can retool this thing. We'll add that great starting pitcher. And yeah, we'll we'll probably still struggle a little bit offensively. And certainly in left field, we'll attack it at the deadline because we'll be winning enough considering the rotation where I'll be able to go out there and really attack the deadline and feel good about trading prospects for a legitimate left fielder. And the rotation, Frankie Matas is our number five. Severino has been nothing but an ace every time he stepped foot on the mound. Nesta Cortez has been a revelation for the last two years. And we just signed uh, the top the number three best pitcher, according to Major League Baseball last year, heading into the season in Carlos Rodon. And we and King is coming back. The bullpen's good. We have a legitimate rotation. And we'll probably end up relying on that more than the offense. But we have the best player in baseball and judge. And we'll get through until the deadline. That's what they told themselves. I still believe, as crazy as I am, if Brian Cashman is retained at GM, he can't have those same discussions anymore. He can't look at this team now and make those arguments. They have completely fallen on their face. It's going to be the worst team he's ever put together. And that's with Vernon Wells hitting cleanup at different years. And that's with, (laughs) you know, I mean, this is the worst. Chase uh, Chase Carter getting uh, Lyle Overbay at first, Chase Headley at at third, uh, you know, uh, Vernon (laughs) Wells uh, in the middle of the lineup. And this is the worst that he's ever had in his entire tenure at GM. So he can't have that same opinion moving forward. And he's whether or not it's shortstop. Right. And <laughs> and whether or not he's made mistakes over the last few years, he has. I still don't believe he is a bumbling idiot. He's been doing it too long. I know they've been in one World Series in 20 years. It's not good enough. And again, move on from him. I'm all on board. But they're not going to. So I have to try and tell myself, does that mean? And that's really the question here. The question for me with the Yankees moving forward, and we're already at that point where that's the conversation to have. The mm-hmm. Yankees moving forward. Is Brian Cashman able, do you believe him to be able to realize that now it's not 99 wins and an ALCS appearance, that it is literally the worst offense in the sport or one of the top two or three worst offenses in the sport? My rotation is completely falling apart and things need to dramatically change. And is Brian Cashman able to look at it? And we're seeing, we're seeing the and we're seeing the reports now. The what was his name? Uh, ben. Rudder or whatever the the minor league baseball player who's come out and talked about how analytics has ruined the farm system and everything. They fired Lawson, who has been the before he was the Yankee hitting coach, he was the Yankee batting guru for the entire farm system. So they've already whatever we thought about how it could help the major league team with the firing of him, it does signal a changing in how are they going to shape their their fundamental hitting approach throughout the Bren Ruder. Thank you very much, Ryan. Um, how they're going to shape their hitting fundamentals throughout the whole organization. They've brought in two major GMs in Omar Minaya and Brian Sabian, and they're, they're finally going to have their first full year inside the organization. So the question is, is Brian Cashman capable 
of recognizing that even though it got to a point that you were comfortable with last year, it has completely fallen apart. Can he pivot in the way he thinks and the way they approach this team to try and change who they are, which is obviously necessary? So that's really the question. Do you feel that they're just going to retool this team and Brian Cashman's going to go about the same business as usual? Can't. That's what I'm can't. saying. Like, we all know he can't, right? Like, he can't. So then the this question is – This is a test, you, Chris. This is yeah. – so, like, they're not firing Cashman this year. No, they're not. But he his seat will be hotter than yes. ever this offseason. His seat is hot right now. His yeah. seat will be hotter than ever this August, September, October, November, December. That's why I said those fire Cashman shirts, they're good till May, June. Because right. everybody in the baseball world and beyond will be watching to see what Brian Cashman does to bounce back. Okay, you made the mistake of thinking that you were better than you were last year, mm-hmm. right? The team played out of their minds, way above their heads the first half of the season. Then when they started to wilt, you thought it was injuries, you thought it was the dog days, you thought it was all this other stuff, yeah. the Aaron Judge home run chase. But, you know, a couple nights ago last week, I played the clip that tells you everything. I don't play it tonight. It was Cashman going on the score 670 and talking about how far did we get? It was yeah. almost arrogant. It was almost yeah. cocky to say, mm-hmm. and the way he worded it was that we were four games away from the World Series. So when you're four games away from the World Series and you're defeated by the team that goes on to win the World Series, it gives you a level of comfort, but it yeah. was false comfort. Yep. And so you didn't stack the deck, knowing that your team is injury prone, knowing that you sign injury prone players, knowing that the player that you gave $360 million to, you were hesitant to offer him $300 million on opening day that season because of his injury history. And he Mm -hmm. stayed healthy just to stick it to you and make you pay him. You did that, and you felt like you didn't have to do much more. You you traded away Jordan Montgomery, a left-handed pitcher, which they always say, oh, Yankees – they, they don't they don't have enough left-handed pitching and hitting. Mm-hmm. So you go and get the best left-handed pitcher on the market. And that guy's got an injury history. He wasn't ready to go. Whatever. This season is a wash. It is embarrassing for everyone involved. They wasted everyone's time. And I'm not just saying uh, the players and the players, I feel like, aren't getting enough blame. Watching these games they're every not. night, these guys, these guys are out of it, bro. They're, yeah. Like they're checked out. And yeah. I don't care what anybody says about Judge being the captain. It's not on Judge. He's on one foot. These guys yeah. are major league players. A lot of these guys will not be here this uh, this right. next year. A yeah. lot of these guys will not be a part of it. And yeah. they should be playing for the pinstripes. They should be playing to stay in New York, yeah. to stay in the number one market with all of these fans and all of these luxuries and amenities that come with being a Yankee. These yeah. guys are going to be out of here, and they're not playing <clears> like <throat> it. They're playing like fire Cashman. They're playing like they're fans. They're playing like, oh, well, it's Cashman's fault. It's not my fault, Harrison Bader. It's not my fault, Glaber Torres. It's not my fault. You can go around the diamond. You can literally yeah. go around every position. I think IKF is the guy like playing hardest right now. I think uh, mm-hmm. the, the guy really that's playing the hardest and doesn't care about the situation is Anthony Volpe. Maybe right. ignorance yeah. is bliss. He's <clears throat> so young and naive. He's just going out there playing. doesn't care what the score is or what the record yeah. is. He's trying to get better. So I'm looking at these pro ball players, John Carlos Stanton, DJ LeMayu. Like you guys, I, I guess, are safe because of your contracts. Yeah. But like that's not that's not a guarantee. They could trade you away for a bucket of balls. And I think Brian Cashman is feeling the flames. He's feeling the fire. And they're not going to fire him this year. He'll be fired potentially next year. But Maybe. now starts his brain thinking, I have to bounce back. This yeah. was bad. What do I do? What changes need to absolutely be made? Before I let you go – doing nothing at the deadline to me is still ridiculous because like I look at Glaber Torres 
grounding into double plays, becoming a zero because of where this team is. And I'm like, no. Like you could have traded him. You could have traded him at the deadline. If you did nothing, you could have gotten a return for Glaber Torres. Now you got to mm-hmm. do it in the offseason, and the price has gone down. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. I, I don't disagree. I, and I, I think you absolutely have to trade Glaber because your, your point about, first of all, Stanton has a no trade clause and no one's taking the contract. So he's, he's here. That's just, you got to hope he's better next year. There's nothing else to do. Stanton's here. LeMahieu's here. Rizzo's here. Like those, there's nothing, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what it, uh, can you eat Rizzo's contract and bring in another first baseman who you hope no. is better? Like there's you nothing you can do. You hope that Rizzo isn't concussed next year. Yeah, I mean, Rizzo that's started so I, this year off great. You hope that we right. get back to that. Shut him yeah. down for no, the so, year. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, oh yeah. I, why bring him back at this point now? Uh, I agree with you. And, but I think you move laboratories. I don't think, I don't think his values is that diminished here. I, and I think it opens up the possibility for every team in baseball to, because you were going to trade him to a handful of teams looking for an infield. You, you had to find the a Marlins. team that was able, a, looking for an infield. Right. Yeah. The Marlins will still want him next year. That's what I'm saying. Like you needed, it had to be a team looking for a middle infielder in the, in contention and had the prospects that matched what you wanted. So you had to find a minute thing. Yeah. Maybe the value is high for those handful of teams you could find. But I think in the offseason, it opens up to a lot of possibilities. Every team in baseball, as well as not just prospects. Like at the deadline, you're trading simply for prospects. At, in the offseason, you can make trade major leaguer for major leaguer and change how you go about building a team. You can't do that at the deadline. Deadline is strictly prospects because no team is going to want to give you their players that help them get to the position where they, all they need is a Glaber Torres. Like so – now you can open it up to more than just you could trade him for other major league players and, and you know you could trade him for a major league pitcher you could trade him for a major league outfielder you could trade him for different things it doesn't have to be he'll just probably prospects. be better elsewhere um, yeah i mean you off but like gary sanchez they flashed that graphic during the game last night like yeah. gary sanchez is having one of the best seasons of all mlb catchers in yeah, san no, no, diego no, no. and we have ben rortvet out there yeah so, no, I know. Well, listen, he was miserable in, in uh, Minnesota, too. But, yeah, no, listen, we yeah, all the knew. Met, the Mets should have hung on to the guy. Yeah, we. I mean, listen, this is why they held on to him for as long as they can. Because, you know what, you look at his numbers, they're not, like, crazy good, but they're good enough. And considering the position, that's the thing. That's ben why Wart they held Vett, on bro, to him. We're really rolling that, Ben Wartvet out there every day. Yeah, well, because of Gashioka, I mean. Cause yeah, he, exactly, because he you he. And Higgy hasn't that, been bad, but it's like, what are we talking no, about? Like, no, it's the I, level he, we're looking for. Yeah, no, I mean, and he did something. I don't want to harp on one at bat. We, we haven't really broken down the I saw your tweet, Atlanta, and I saw, I saw the at bat, and you were 100% yeah. correct. It's like, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. These guys are checked out. Yeah, and, and that's why – and immediately, so just a three-and-one count, he is a fastball hitter. That's who Gashok is. He's a fastball hitter. It's a three-one facing a, a pitcher in Morton who's got one of the best curveballs in all of baseball. You hunt fastball, and if you don't get it, you don't swing, and then you work at three-and-two if he throws a strike. And it just – ball. He, he, he swings at a curveball inside and hits a ground ball in three-and-one. Where's and your one. head at? Yeah, and then I get – I mean, I and then I get to your point. I, I understand what you're saying a little bit, but like then I get a million tweets. That's on Boone. That's on managing. That's on Boone. That's why I'm managing. I've never been managed by a major league manager in my life. I know it. Like why? I'm sorry. We, like Anybody to your point about giving the game? players, like to giving the players no no grief. Like that's on Higashioka. He's the only guy Aaron in the Boone, box. He can't be in his brain saying swinging a fastball, only swinging a fastball. Like you have to know that. And yeah, okay, maybe it's not been entrenched in his mind over every at bat. Like they trust these guys on some level. Like he is a major league baseball player. Giancarlo Stanton is a major league baseball player. Like 
we talk about how the hitting coach will make a difference. Oh, because these guys, you know, who? what's a hitting coach going to tell LeMayu? What's a hitting coach going to tell Stanton? And then when those guys fail, we go, well, Aaron Boone sucks. Like, no, it's, it's not, not on Boone. Like, it's not is on another Boone. player with a history of not being locked in, like not knowing how many yeah. outs there are. Right, Rizzo like, got on uh, him early in the year, yeah. Taking a ball and throwing it into the uh, to the fans that was like, I forget who's – it was like yeah. a, a baseball that had some meaning to it. It's like, bro, where are you yeah. at? Where's your yeah. head at? Yeah. No, it's it's this is as low a point. And, you know, moving forward, I was just listening to Evan and Tiki and Evan's proposing trading. Um, Fuck Cole. no. <laughs> I don't – I can't imagine doing that. I can't imagine no. doing that. But <laughs> – but his overall yeah, point and, of – and BT and, and Sal opened up with, oh, this is on Aaron Judge. On Judge, I know. I mean, listen, I – I, I don't know what to say to either of those topics. Like, I just – I don't even – it's not it's clearly not on Judge. Now, look, if your point is Judge is their best player, Judge has been one of the best players in baseball since 2017, and we look at those years as disappointments, every single one of them, and he hasn't been able to – you know, I think he carried the team, obviously, last year to a division title. Without him, they don't win the division. But then in the postseason, there's no other – you know, did he deserve to get booed by a handful of fans? No, those people are morons. But did he – underperform in the postseason of course he did like you can't argue that he just did uh whether it was the mental drain of 62 or whatever like he has on he has not been postseason he has not had a big he's hit a couple home runs in the wild card games he's had decent series but he has not really yeah he has not been someone who's helped carry them so if your point is he's their best player for the last six years and i look at those six years as underachieving and disappointments i guess that's a fair statement but it's to say it's on him is silly and then to Evan's point, like I get it that I'm concerned about what they do to get better. Like I fire, like I fire Brian Cashman, bring in whatever GM, bring in Stearns, uh, who used to run Milwaukee, bring in um, obviously what's his name who broke the Theo. curse, Theo Epstein who broke the curse in Chicago and in Boston. But that's fine. Fire Brian Cashman, I'm all for it. Let's all we're all we're all shaking hands. We agree on that one. But what does the next guy do? Because there are people on this team who are the main reason they're failing. And you can't move on from them. Yeah. So I, I don't know what the answer is. And it seems easy. Oh, well, trade your best player for as many prospects and go into this rebuild type thing. I, no. I, I no. The Yankees don't rebuild, man. I, I, and no. I understand the free agent class isn't what you expected, but there's moves to be made to get this team in a better position uh, than, than just giving up. On they're not that best far players. away. They're not. No, I don't think they. Yeah. So, so here it in feels BT, like it right now, but I don't think they are. Here in BT and Sal, I'm just like this is not uh, three years ago when the Warriors lost Steph Curry, and it was like, well, they're not going to get to the finals without Steph. Like this isn't basketball. Yeah. This is baseball. Yeah. Where if Brian Cashman did what he was supposed to do and signed one, maybe two outfielders, then maybe you have a guy you can stick in right field that can hit. That like yeah. actually helps you while you know Judge is out like and then other things went down which we all know and I hate having to go over them about Rizzo and and DJ yeah. and Stanton like we we understand what happened that doesn't mean like that doesn't mean this whole season is on Judge bro like I just no but, but and then talking about the whole captain thing the captain thing means nothing to me like yeah. that that stuff was for him to sign i guess like how yeah. saying okay we'll give you the money he's, and you're the captain great like yeah, he, he's been the de facto captain for a long he's been time. the captain for three years. And yeah. then with, with with Cole, what the fuck are we talking about? Cole is about to win the AL Cy Young. Cole is the yeah. most solid thing on this team, and they fail Cole. Cole goes yeah. out there and gives you seven innings, and they fail him every yeah. single time, it seems. And you yeah. want to trade that guy? That's the yeah. only rock. That's the only pillar. 
And that guy's going to finish his yeah. career Yankee, Yankee fan today, tomorrow, forever. We're not yeah. trading Garrett Cole. No, you actually hit. That's actually when you went into free agency and spent the money and you hit on the no. player. Why would yeah. you trade him away? I don't well, understand that. The, the, the argument is that it's you said he's the pillar. It's, it's him and Judge and two pillars aren't holding up the building. And, and the idea is you can trade him and get uh, – uh, because uh, the contract is They're reasonable. They're in their primes. He's in his prime. Nope. I agree with you. I I, I don't. I, I don't move on from him. But I, I mean, the point is, is that, like, I, I don't know. Like you just said, like you just said. Well, if they would have attacked, if they brought in Bellinger, right, to play left field, if they did different things, maybe they're not in the position they're in. But would you feel like they're a World Series team? I don't know. I, I don't. No. I don't know because because Rizzo still gets hurt because Stanton still is Stanton because DJ Lemayu is still a two thirty hitter with no pop. Like those things don't change with Bellinger. Are they? Are they a game out of the third wild card as opposed to six and a half, and where we're still figuring out how they can accomplish this? Maybe, maybe. But are they secure in a division? Like, there's so much wrong with the team right now that I I don't know, like how they move forward. I I, I don't know. Like you have to, Steinbrenner has to go out there and, and spend. And he's in, out he's, there he's in the cycle. Wise. You're right. I mean, Otani? and Otani yeah. does not want to be Yankee. He ain't coming. I don't know here. that. I don't know that. You know that. But I they should. Know. They should make a run at him. They have to. They have the same to, way but, they made a run at Cole and they got him like expensive wine and they gave him yeah. some shiny Yankee box with a Yankee cap. They yeah. need to do all that for Otani. I was on mm. air months ago um, or a month and a half ago, whatever, as we were going. I'm like, who in New York? has the Japanese connection and knows all of the best Japanese cuisines and whatever. I don't know that stuff, but the Yankees need to get in touch with that person and they need to yeah. get in touch with Otani to sell him and say, listen, bro, yeah. if you come over here and play for the Yankees, it's different. It's different. Yeah. We do have Garrett I, Cole. We do have Aaron judge. Do you want to be a yeah. third pillar of this franchise? Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I, that would change a lot because it adds to the rotation and the middle of the lineup, but like barring that, you're right. But I mean, you could go out and get you know Urias, who's a legitimately good pitcher. You could throw him in the the rotation. You there could are go some out arms. And, there are some arms. Yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, you know, get out. Uh, I don't know. Like uh, I, I haven't looked recently, but I know Conforto was having a decent season. You get Conforto. You get you know different people like that. But you're right. I mean, I don't know if there is a game changer out there. That's why you can have the conversation about moving on from Cole. I think it's silly. I think the minute you trade him, you're going to be looking to replace him. Like that's that's the thing. Like, okay, you could trade Cole yeah. for what? Then who's the ace that, of your staff? Clark Schmidt. Now, now you don't have an ace. Like, <laughs> now, I mean, he's he, you, you're considering trading him because of how valuable he is, and I'd like to keep that value. Like, I don't, like we have something no other team has. I I, I don't want to trade that in you hopes had CC, of you had Tanaka, a bunch of different places. You had yeah. to go and get Garrett Cole. Now, yeah. four years after signing Cole, we got Garrett Cole. All the after his best year, yeah. and and the guy's gonna have the AL Cy Young trophy. Oh yeah, he's on the market. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's not no. that dire. That's the other thing too. Uh, before we close this, and I go drink some more uh, Dayquil and and be ready to host the show tonight. Mm-hmm. They're a game below five hundred. Yeah, across town, like the team with the highest payroll in the yeah. history of baseball. When was the last time they were 500 this season? They've been below 500 the entire year. Yeah, that's de- de- <laughs> so. No, I 
I agree. Like we, but San Diego Padres, same thing. The San Diego Padres have a lineup with Soto, Machado. I mean, and they haven't. They haven't been. We're talking about Gary Sanchez and what he's done for them. Blake Snell. Juan uh, Soto hates it there. Yeah, Blake Snell had a stretch where he was one of the best pitchers in baseball. They got you, Darvish. They got they got Musgrove, who was a stud in the postseason last year. Like they've got a. a, They they go and give Xander Bogarts eleven year contract. Like. And they can't sniff the, the – so, I mean, that's why people – it's funny to me because when I bring that up and I mention, hey, it's a, it's literally a quarter century. Like, on some level, we have to just at least acknowledge, as disappointed as we are right now, the idea that my low point in 30 years is a game under 500 in August is kind of astounding. And it's why I'm – like, I talk about the idea that I'm kind of happy being a Yankee fan. Like you talk about it, like you have a young son now. And I hear all the guys, oh, do I really want to bring him into Met fandom? Do I want to do that to him? Do I want to make him a Jet fan? I've never had a hesitation in my life to make my kids a Yankee fan. I mean, the Yankees already has Yankee game. I mean, the Yankee, the Yankees, yeah, it's been disappointing and they've made a bunch of mistakes leading into a low point, but still the low point is a game under 500 in August. Like, I mean, that's seven games back. It's, it's not, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing that for 25 years and 30 years, that's been the low point. There is something to say about that, but it doesn't change the fact that that it almost seems like this is. Uh, like the the middle of a trajectory going like that. Like I'm saying it's the low point now, but it feels like it could be uh, much, much worse real quickly. So they need to do something to change it. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't know how far off they are. I think if judge wasn't hurt this year, they wouldn't be in this position. It's that simple. Like if, well, if this exact team had a healthy judge the whole year, I don't think anybody would be beating their chest saying bring on the Astros again, or, you know, maybe some would, but I don't think they'd be in a position where you're like, oh, they're going to win this division. Oh, they're going to – they can beat anyone. But it would be a hell of a lot closer than six games out feeling like the season's over. I mean, and that's just the same exact team with a, hell, a player who didn't get, didn't get hurt. So it's tough. It's tough because we're not just trying to get back to the team that can make the players. We're trying to get to a team that can be a World Series contender. And I don't know moving forward how this core of the team that's failed them this year only getting older – Next year, I don't know how you have any faith that they can figure out a way. It's a lot. It takes a lot. It's they're going to really have to do something. And the and it's not and the same people are going to be there to make the decision. It's going to be Cashman and Hal's going to be the owner, obviously. So you have to hope that they recognize that this is now different and go about changing things. It's it's an interesting time to be a Yankee fan because you're right. It's not that far off. It really isn't. If we really take a step back and look at it and look at the rest of baseball. I mean, it's uh, and like I mentioned, the 25 years again, like because I get people calling me up and go, uh, it's the bare minimum. Cashman should the bare minimum should be, you know, making the playoffs every year and never having a losing season. And then I'll say the Mets couldn't do it for two years. And the Padres, well, they're just getting into it. That's the well, you, that's not really fair. They're just getting into it. Yeah, they're just getting into it and can't accomplish what Cashman has been able to accomplish for 25 years, yeah. 25 years <clears throat> running. And this is the first time he slipped up and other franchises get can't get past their second and third year of this attempt. Like it's a standard they set. So they yeah. will be they will be set to return to it. Like they will be yeah. set on returning to it. Like I yeah. I a hundred percent understand yeah. that. Like, I, the, it's a I don't down the, year. It's a combination yeah. of unfortunate events, right? Yeah. Too many ifs, too many hopes. Hope is not a strategy. Too many hoping that Josh Donaldson has a bounce back year. Hoping yeah. that Aaron Hicks is good to go as the left fielder. Oswaldo yeah. Cabrera is good to back him up. Hoping that Judge stays healthy when he hasn't stayed healthy his entire career except the prove-it year. 
hoping that guys played through injury like Jose Trevino and were able to go the whole season, but he was not. Hoping yeah. that Carlos Rodon and Nestor and Seve, all three of them were hurt and missed a ton of time. Domingo Herman, hoping that, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. it's some t- a lot of things went wrong. They It's a roll of the dice. They crapped out. They took an L so many ways this year. But now the seat gets hot. They're not firing Cashman, and they may not fire Boone because I put that I put that out last night. I'm like, they're gonna fire injury or they're gonna blame injuries, but it's no. not Boone doesn't get to pick the players. He's no. looking at what he has, he doesn't have much to, to pull from. He can only do with the roster so much. And when these guys are checked out, like they look like they were checked out in this Brave series, just being yeah. completely overmatched. What is Boone supposed to do? Is he supposed yeah. to go out there and, and get at the, the umps again? I think he's chilling on that. Yeah. Like what's he, what's he, what can he do? That's no. the only thing that he's able to do is yell at the umpires. And no. obviously, you know, there are little things in games like walking Jake Berg or whatever, but like you shouldn't end I up, in, you shouldn't end up in the situation. Yeah. Like, I, I completely agree. Like, I no has problem. to be better. It's, it's that simple. You're hundred percent right. And I screamed about not walking Berger. It made no sense to me. You have to walk him. But at the same time, the, the game's already tied. They're probably losing the game. Like it, he, he was, that move isn't why they lost. It might've prolonged the game. I don't know. It might not have, but there, there, there was nothing that was going to happen that was going to prevent from that from losing that game once Clay Holmes, who's had a, had two months where he's been one of the best relievers in baseball. Like, let's just be fair about it. Like, you know, he's got an ERA under one. He's got a batting Can't average against under two. Like, but I know. But in the big moment, he's had that moment. But to, to your point about the injuries, too, like injuries are not a fair excuse for Brian Cashman, but I think they are a fair excuse for Aaron Boone. All he can do is right. manage the team that's on the field. I mean, it's a fair excuse to say – three-fifths of his starting rotation got injured. I think it's a fair excuse to say the best player in baseball missed two months. I think it's a fair excuse that, you know, Rizzo hits hits his head and becomes the worst player in baseball for two months. Like, that's not an excuse necessarily for roster building because I understand a lot of those players are injury-prone, and I'm not going to give Brian Cashman a pass on it. But how can you not give the manager a pass on it? He can only manage – he doesn't pick the players. He only manages what he has, and he's playing – like. We, we argue about the, you know, kind of Falefa in left field. That's the team he's been presented with. I mean, I guess he could be stubborn and just play Greg Allen in left field, at least as an outfielder, but he, that gives him no chance to score runs, and they don't score runs. Like, he's only doing what he can. Like, I, I just – I can't imagine anyone. I really – you don't have to like Boone. You can think maybe even they're better off without him. That's fine. But I can't imagine there is a single person who watches this Yankee team and sees what's going on here and tells me that Boone is the problem. Like, yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. The team is awful. The lineup up to up and down is just awful. I mean, yeah. Labor Torres I, is having a nice little season. He's their best hitter. Like I, mean, I, I would bet awful. when they sat at the table to decide uh, on Luis Severino pitching all those games, I would bet Boone voted no. Oh, yeah, maybe. And and hundred percent, and and that's another. I don't know about that. (laughs) I don't think I don't think Boone's a puppet necessarily, but I agree with you. He does not have unilateral decision making to say I'm taking Severino. I think he's watched enough baseball to be like when they're sitting at the table. If it's Cashman, Hal, Manaya, Sabian, Fishman, Blake, Boone, and they say, "Okay, we're gonna pitch Severino," uh, raise your hand if you think that's a good idea. I would bet that Boone said, "I don't think that's a good idea." Yeah, I mean, it's certainly not been, although, you know, he, he, his last start was better, I guess, you know, he had some, it looked like he actually yeah. had some stuff, but. And and you know what, Chris, and I know we got to wrap this up, but that's why I said, I don't <clears throat> feel bad for Severino. Go out there and compete, go oh, out there absolutely. and figure it out. You're a professional. You get paid to do this. This is like yeah. your, your life on the line. Like go out there and fight. 
And, yeah. and he obviously he gave it up against the Braves, but then he settled in. And it's like, man, he still has it. But there's just something wrong with this guy. Yeah. And like, I don't know how they don't figure it out. I don't know how they don't they don't get in the lab and absolutely fix it. I felt like yeah. they did in that Angels start after the uh, trade deadline or the All Star yeah. break. I'm like, yeah. okay, when he was very tight to the chest and he was yeah. coming out like, I don't know, and that just went away. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, that's uh, I mean. You can't expect, you can't predict that. Like, there's just no way to. The guy has been an ace, not just good. Like, he's been an ace whenever he's on the mound. The, the problem is he hasn't been on the mound enough. But th- you could not have seen an eight ERA out of out of Luis Severino coming. Like, there's just no way. I'm sorry. We want to. You could say that Brian Cashman should have bolstered the rotation. I suppose I thought the rotation was their strong suit coming into the season. Everyone, I did. thought they, they, I thought the they did a great job in baseball. Everybody yeah. preseason. Oh man, I can't the best rotation in baseball. Mets Mon- fans were upset. Yeah. Mets fans were like, "Wait, we have Verlander right, yeah. and Scherzer." <laughs> no, believe me, Montas is the fifth. Montas is your five man. That's some rotation. Montas is your five. Like I remember yeah, saying nobody that knew over. Clark Schmidt would be what he ended up. No, being. he's, yeah, he's no one good. knew D- Domingo Armand was going to throw a perfect game. No. But yeah. I mean, even that's even the perfect game ends with sending them off. Like this is just nothing has materialized. I thought the Yankees were supposed to win World Series when they threw a perfect game. Yeah. Well, listen, it's not over yet, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's still there's still four, a quarter of the season to play, and I mean, if you play that game, like, I, they have to make up a game a week for the next six weeks. So listen, I don't think they're doing it. I've been, I'm on record saying the season's cooked. They, they just look dead to me. That's really the main thing, but the actual hill to climb is not impossible. It's, it's making the, and and Toronto hasn't playing well at all. They've allowed Seattle to catch them and Seattle traded away their closer. So, I mean, they're on a hot streak, but do you trust them? I don't know. But the point is that the, it's, it's not the teams they're chasing. It's the Yankees. They look absolutely cooked, but all they have to do is pick up a game a week for the rest of the year. It's not impossible, but I just – They have to believe. They don't look like I they can't believe. imagine – no, not at all. And so for me, it's the homestand. And I, and I said this last night. I'm giving them – I'm already calling the season cooked, but I'm giving them the homestand to change my mind or else there's really nothing else to do but give us something to watch, which means call up uh, Perea. They can't win a series, call- Chris. So here you no, go with I know. the Red Sox and the Washington Nationals yeah, in it, your ballpark. They have and to win, win five of six. Series? They, they right. have to win. I think they have to do better than that. Quite. I think they have to win five of six. I think they have to win the White Red Sox series and sweep. The I don't Nationals. think they can. That's why I'm like, can you? Uh, get, no, no, can you, and that's why I don't four? think they can. Yeah. Can you get four out of six? Just yeah, win I mean, two series back to back. That would be yeah. miraculous at this point. Yeah. No, I, I hear you, but so I'm giving them that just before I. Other than that, like if they do, if they don't do that. Then it's time to really consider shutting down Judge. It's time to really consider bringing up. I mean, I, I know everyone says Austin Wells isn't ready to catch at the major league level. I don't care. Me like, either. Not, it's time to bring up Wells. Ben it's Rortbet, time to bring what up. What are we doing with Ben? Yeah, I, exactly. It's time to bring up Wells. It's time to bring up Peraza. It's time to bring up Everson um, Pereira. Everson Pereira. Pereira. It's time to bring up everybody. If this if this homestand ends up with two series losses, or you know, even even splitting wouldn't be enough. Like they need to at least four or six. I think five or six. Otherwise, give us something to look forward to for twenty twenty four. Like that's the, that's all that's left. Like you have to you have to allow us to see if these kids are anything. You can't chase it anymore. So I'm done with it. I think the season's over. But I'm at least I'm giving this them this homestand to change my mind, and I'm giving them the homestand to at least continue to chase it. Because if this homestand if they if they get swept by the Red Sox, like what are we doing? No, it's over. Then they're gonna. Be, it's over. They're gonna be throwing uh, chicken buckets on the field if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, and then just bring up the kids and give us something to watch. 
And there's nothing else to do. Shut down Judge right, and make sure he's 100% crazy. healthy. I can't even watch these games straight on, bro. Like, yeah. they're not enjoyable at all. No. Oh, no. They are like, I, I cannot make straight eye contact with the Yankee game because something no. stupid is going to happen. Something yeah. like, like Higashioka or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's like, or, yeah. man, or, they, they've or, taken or, the fun out of it completely. Yeah. Or Bader getting picked off of first base down six runs. Or, or IKF oversliding second base. Or Glaber I mean, running just... into an out at third. Or Glaber oh. making a lazy throw to first. Like, Thank God. I, thank God. Thank God I didn't watch that Glaber play live. Thank God I saw that. Like it makes you day. want to throw the remote through oh the TV, even though you know they're out of it, even though you're detached, yeah, even though I you're know. off the roller coaster. It's like, what I am know. I watching? I know. They, Is this little league. I've been watching and, little league World Series. These kids don't do that. And 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 the other night, watching you know uh, Judge walk three times and watching Glaber immediately followed up with Round two double, double plays. Play. It's just like what getting those numbers are, up, getting those six, totals up. I know. It's just it's impossible. Incredible. It's incredible. It's a tough watch, man. The New York Yankees. <laughs> yeah. And of course, right? You get your you get your show on WFAN. I got a show on WFAN. And this is the Yankees. We just we just lined we, have. we just lined up the, the 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 final 12 hours of the day as with Yankee talk with Yankee guys, and it's they're freaking miserable. I mean, it's just Evan tweeted it out there 10 and 17 since I took the job. He he, he He's texted trying to put me. it on you, huh? Yeah, he's, yeah. The, the Yankees are ten and seventeen since I got the overnight job, and he's he's pretty much like you sold your soul. He's like you got the job, you got a full time hosting gig, and the deal was the Yankees are going to go into the yeah. downturn. Well, of not the last for nothing. Years. They they miss you on the afternoon show. I'll leave it at that. We need to wrap this up. Oh, thank thank you. I appreciate <laughs> BXB, uh, back to it. You know, Chris was on a little bit of a vacation. I was sick, had to move, but we'll be yeah. back with another podcast after this next series. Subscribe, tell a friend. To tell a friend, that's all we've got. Thanks for listening. We're out of here. Hang in there.